What's up, legends? Today, I catch up with my good friend, Zoe Marshall, founder and CEO of The Deep Podcast. Zoe broke the mold of the podcast world, creating a show that talked about the topics that were taboo to most, including sponsors, forcing her to create one of Australia's most successful podcasts and one of the very first Australian subscription-based podcasts, The Deep. And let me tell you, that's exactly what we got in this episode. We got very deep. We discussed topics like how gratitude and self-belief can be the keys to your success. The importance on focusing on just creating something that's valuable to society, forgetting the money aspect, and how being so different that you're shunned can turn out to be your superpower. Zoe is actually incredible. She's an incredible mind. She's incredibly entertaining. And I absolutely love this conversation. I think you will too. Enjoy the show. There's lots of good things happening, getting married, bad things happening. What's been going on with you? Oh my God. So many babies. Like I think- You've got so When we met, we were kind of like this, you know, I was married, but we were kind of these rebellious people that were like anti-kids, anti-everything, anti-institution. And now you're getting married and I have two kids somehow, which is just so wild because I never thought that I would do that. I was always super career focused and very selfish and all about myself and travel and living. You know, Stephen, Khalil and I went on multiple holidays because I was like, this one more and then I'll have a kid. One more, one more European holiday, then I'll have a kid. Um, so it feels very bizarre that I have children and you're going to be in this position soon where you're like, yeah, right, okay, i got to go pick up little Danny because he's sick at <laughs> Little Daniel Jr. Yeah. <laughs> DJ. And uh, I-, I can't make this meeting. Sorry, guys, the kids come first. It's just a weird thing. Yeah, well, I'm not ready for that, so I'm, I'm not going to get that image. <laughs> but, but I'm sure it will happen soon. Yeah. And tell me about work. What have work you been working is on? a lot. So The Deep is a podcast. Um, Which is amazing, mind you. I was just telling you before. Yeah. Literally, I was talking to Kirsten from Cub, um, who's our engagement. She does all – she's amazing. She does all our events. And I was telling her that me and you were catching up. She's like, oh, my God, are you friends with Zoe? I was like, like, yeah, she loves it. She loves your podcast. It's got this cult following. The people that love it are obsessed with it. You know, I I get stopped in in restaurants and shops about it, which is such a weird thing because – you know, it's my voice. It's not really my face. And I love that it's actually not about me. It's about the people I'm interviewing and, and really uncomfortable conversations and topics. You know, we're talking to some people about the hardest things that have ever happened in their lives. You know, people that have overcome incredible amounts of trauma, parents that have caught their husbands raping their daughters in their lounge room. Like the worst of the worst and then the oddest, kookiest things, you know, like people that have sex with the robots, like things you never even know are a thing. It's such a it's such a you thing though <laughs> to fucking create a podcast about weed shit. Like it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one likes talking about weed shit more but than you. Me. Like, yeah. like I will meet someone that I've never met at a party and they will be drawn to me and they will tell me things I've never told a soul. <laughs> and I'm just standing there, like I haven't even said hello. And they're just like, and then this thing, I don't know, I've never said this to anyone. I don't know why I'm saying this. I guess I have that energy where people feel super comfortable. They won't be judged. And I've made it into a business. And I think I did that because, you know, I did 10 years of 
TV, radio, mainstream, everything, all the main networks and I would come up with these ideas of let's talk to this person and they'd be like no or they'd say someone's complained to the radio station, you can't talk about that. And I was so sick of being told no and you can't make money off that, we're going to lose sponsors, we're not going to get picked up for another season if we do this, that I was like you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And that was scary because you're leaving an industry that's got a good pay packet. You got to sit down with your husband and say, hey, for X amount of months, I'm going to invest this much time and this much money into something that I don't know is going to work. And Benj is the best, most supportive human being. He's like, whatever you got to do. And I did it. And it just happened to fall that we launched in COVID the first round. And um, everyone was listening to podcasts and everyone was creating shitty podcasts too, mind you. So I was out there. Uh, did, did you point to me when no. you said that for a reason? <laughs> did you create yours then? Yeah. Oh, sorry. So I didn't know the time. Everyone timeline. started creating really <laughs> shit podcasts. Not you. Exhibit A. Not you. Yours is excellent. And also Thank stood the, the test of time because you mm-hmm. would have seen everyone was at home bored <laughs> talking shit with their mates. It was just like what people were doing. And so you weren't sure if it was going to have legs. And I think the first sign of success was out of nowhere, Apple contacted me for some artwork, which is weird because I don't know if you've ever worked with Apple, but it is the most cryptic, elusive company in the world. You can never get a straight answer. You can't contact anybody. It's so strange. And so they contact me for some artwork. And I think we were week five of launching this same week that Apple reached out and put us on their banner, right? So the top of, you know, when you open the podcast app and there's the first thing that pops up. That's why they were asking for the artwork. They wanted to put you up there. Yeah, but they don't tell you. So they put us on this huge the biggest platform for podcasting and we have center stage and I am dying. I cannot believe we've got this opportunity. The same day that this happens, I get served with legal papers about one of our episodes, right? So I, I have some trauma. I've been, I've survived a domestic violent relationship and this person was threatening me and the person that I had interviewed about taking us to court and I'd already had this awful experience before. So I was having this incredible high of having this support from Apple. We went to number one on the podcast charts, Australia, New Zealand, we were number one and getting sued (laughs) in the same day. And I was like, if that is not the perfect example of business. I don't fucking know what is because since that day, it has been equal parts glory and fuck this shit. I don't want to do this. This is bullshit. Who would ever want this life? And that's where I'm today. Kind of like. that, that, that is, that, that, I, I mean, I truly believe that's the way, that's the way energy in the world work. Like yeah. to have up, you have to have this, there's down, you need to overcome the down to get the up. And when you go further up, there becomes more down, like and more comes to attack you. Yes, yeah. it's But you get stronger because you overcome them and therefore you go more up and then <laughs> another big down comes like, hey, motherfucker, yes. I'm going to get you this time. You say no. Yes. 
jump over you, go even higher, and then a bigger day. <laughs> it's yes. like bigger. The more higher you go, the bigger challenges come. Like, and this is the, way the, the thing world. about business, right? Like, I am a creative, and I've been thrown into a business, and I don't know how things work. Like, I still put XX on the end of emails. You know, like I. There's so much to learn when you are thrown in there unintentionally and then you need to hire good people but you hire lots of bad people first and then <laughs> you have to that's that you you go through a lot particularly at the start of your business yes, don't you yeah because you don't know who you need and you also and so don't know what like things cost because you're like oh my god forty dollars an hour that's a lot and then you get the person and you're like oh I see what you get for forty dollars an hour <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah it's that's the hardest part and you're like okay so I need all of this money to pay the people which means I won't get paid, right, which we're just going to keep investing and investing and growing and growing. It's this – it's such uh, – business is just such a wild relationship, isn't it's, it? It's a living thing. Also a little toxic but also, <laughs> you know, passionate it, and obsessive It's and a addictive. living thing. I really feel that. It, like it's like you've got all these different organisms come together to become one body that achieves one goal and, you know, if one organism gets sick, you know, it might spread that, that disease, you know, that virus might spread to some of the others. Yeah. You have to, yeah, and then <laughs> you learn about up. like business culture and HR and all the other things you're like, it's hard. can we all just get along? You it's know? hard. It's hard. People, it's hard. people, what is Stephen's favourite sentence? Hell is other people, you know, and that's just. But so is heaven. And that's the balance, know. you know, like the up is the down. And, is. But do you know what I think you did exceptionally well? And this is just really because I know you, is that you did a business in something, like the business is truly centred around you and I know it's not because you're literally focusing on other people, but it's a business that your your, your passion is, is you're curious about yeah. the world and people. Like, like one of the first things, Things um, that uh, uh, we did together outside a cub was me, you, and Stephen going to Tony Robbins. Oh my God! Do you yes. Know, do you remember? Oh my. <laughs> and, and we like walking on those coals. Yeah, walking on coals. That was and, real, and, by the way. That's not a placebo. I burnt my little feet. Yeah. You know. Remember that? <laughs> but 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 the point was that like you were really. I remember thinking, wow, she's really into it. Like you were really digging deep into questions about yourself and about me, about Stephen. And that really opened my eyes. It was like, wow, yes. you know, just because someone on the outside looks really, um, I don't want to say normal, but really <laughs> good and strong and happy and everything. Yeah. Doesn't mean that there's not something uh, deeper within. Hence now I, it's probably why you called it the deep. Yeah. But, but, but you're right. Yeah, you're curious and now you're doing a business about the thing that you love doing anyway. You're yes. passionate about Yes, yeah. I think you're so right is this is the only thing I can do well. I mean, no, that's not true. But this is some – it's undeniably me and it has to happen and it has to be birthed. And I don't know if you've heard this. You most likely have because you have so many incredible people on. But this I – this – um. I guess this knowing that ideas are born, right, and will come to you and will present itself. And if you do not do it, the idea has energy and life and will find someone else to birth it, right? And this was, you would have seen it with previous failed businesses that I tried to do with my curiosity. It was longing to be done. It took seven years from the first time I tried to the deep being born 
And we were only three years in, we're still a baby business, but this has to be it. And when the days are hard and long and everyone gets paid but yourself, you think, is it worth it? And I think if everything else goes, am I being of service to the community, to the world? And I feel like I am. I feel like having these really important conversations which dismantle people's perspectives of the world, of others, of judgments, of preconceived ideas, allowing others to feel heard or seen or connected because their story is being told through another, like that is a service. So that makes me feel like it's worth it. Well, I feel like you are making the world a more empathetic place because you're really helping people understand a lot of weird shit. And like even the fact I'm saying it's weird is because these are things that uh, they're not actually weird, not for that person, for mm. example. You know, they're things that um, others might not really get or understand and therefore by helping people empathise, see from that person's perspective, you're helping the world be a more understanding place. But also, like, I'm doing a lot of reading at the moment uh, about tech companies and things because obviously I'm doing that new oh, the, the app which you're coming to the media launch, yes? Oh, I'm here. Amazing. My team is coming. We Amazing. are here to understand. Love it. Um but so I read a lot of books about that stuff and, and the tech people have really figured a lot of shit out. And one of the things that they say is, um, and it's something I kind of already knew, but it's just nice the way they put it is you have to build something that'll, that a lot of people find great value in using. Like it's pretty much the premise of business. The, the more value you give to the world, the more, the, the more, well, could be the more money or, or the more whatever the world gives back to you, whatever the world's going to sure. give back to you, depending on what you're doing. But it's really just about being a valuable person. Mm-hmm. Like that's that, that's what business is. What yeah. can I do that brings value to others? That uh, uh, that I mean, it's a case of business that they're going to give me money for. Right. You know, they're willing to pay for that. And if I can create something that enough people find value in, well, I can figure out a way to monetize it. But mm-hmm. before the monetization, because that's that's not the most important. If you focus mm-hmm. on the money, you'll fail eventually. Right. You've got to focus on how am I being valuable to others. Which is really tricky because when you start a podcast about these topics, your everyday sponsors do not want to touch you. You are a liability, you know. And so it had to be born out of a place of service and love. But you do get exhausted and you do – finances were thin, you know, it was an investment out of my own pocket for a long time. And to have the quality that we had and that I needed to have, it, 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 it's expensive, you know that. So um, I, I had to earn the trust of the listeners over a two-year period and it was divine timing and I believe this, that a subscription model was starting to come out like really early some people in the States and the UK were doing it via Patreon and we had set up, I said to them, you know, we have to make some money because sponsors aren't sponsoring us. We're going to have to over-deliver on what that fee will get you, right? If you're already getting audio for free, what will you get? What are other people doing overseas in the market? How are they making money? And then I had to feel like, you know what, I have given you for free this much content for this much time. If I feel like there is something that could be paid for that is low cost but you feel like super valuable, you know, the premise of business, could it work? 
the day before we launch, right? And this is why I kind of think when you are really in tune with going to get a bit woo-woo, the universe and doing kind of being outside of yourself in business, right? Like being of service, being a vessel in a way. Apple, the elusive Apple, fall into my inbox the day before we launch. We're obsessed with the deep. We love you. You would have seen we've done all these different supportive promotions over the years. Can we discuss a subscription? And I say too late. We're going to market tomorrow like with Patreon. We can't do this. And she's like, we need to get on the phone. I remember where I was sitting. (laughs) My team is there. And she's like, this is an opportunity. Like I've just been assigned this role in Australia. You are ready to go. Could we do this together? And I was like, what's it going to (laughs) cost? It's hard to say no to Apple. Oh, my God. And it just seemed like I had to – it's one of those, you know, fork in the road moments. Do I do this myself, make all of the monies? Do I do it with Apple? They're going to take 30%. I've got this database. I've got these listeners. I've got the trust. I've got the strategy for the launch. I've got the PR. I've got the influences. I've got all of it. Should we do it? Like what are you going to do back? And Apple is very like – we can't exactly tell you, but we will support you. It's like, what does that mean? We can't tell you, but we will. And it's like, okay. So what did you do? Fuck it. We went with Apple. I would have too. Yeah. I How do too. you not? And if they're already shown an interest in you, they're already promoting you. Like sometimes, like, I mean, my whole business is built around surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, would I rather be friends with Apple? <laughs> If I'm trying to get attention on my podcast or would I rather not be friends with Apple? Yeah. I choose a, you know, take 30% of, of what I make because, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, 70% of something is better than 100% of nothing. nothing. You That's know, it. So, so like, look, it was calculated risk and it was awesome because this person that had come on board had something, like she was, she had her, her teeth in the game, meat in the game, teeth in the game, skin in the game. That's it. <laughs> Get something, something in the game. game. <laughs> and um, it was, and I believe still is, globally the most successful launch in a subscription podcast to date. Wow. I, I didn't even know Apple, you could do subscription podcasts yeah. on Apple. Yeah. So that's the thing they do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And see, but I know. Do you know what's so amazing about it is that it's just a great, like what your your journey so far is a great example of how kind of everything happens for a reason. Because, I mean, if you were doing a podcast with conversations that were typical, that sponsors would sponsor, mm-hmm. well, A, that means, well, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And B, um, you wouldn't have looked – so if sponsors were sponsoring you, you wouldn't have looked for an alternative revenue mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. Because your um, product is so unique, people were willing to pay – for it because, okay, well, I can't get it everywhere for free because it doesn't exist everywhere. It's kind of like the news is hard to pay for. It's hard to convince people to pay for the news because I can get the news for free from Instagram. Yes. So why would I pay for it? Whereas your product's unique and the reason mm-hmm. it's unique is because people won't sponsor you. Know, it's all part true. of it. And so you just – like sometimes you've got to follow what works for your business and that might be going against the grain 
which is what you did literally mm-hmm. on all fronts. But that's also what meant that you, you, I'm sure that is a big reason as to why it's become so successful. Both it's popular, but then your business model is now, you're not reliant on people, oh, yeah, I may or may not give you some money this season depending totally. on the economy, depending yes. on how you're going. Yes. Fuck you, man. I don't need your money. Yes. I can generate my own money. And the reason yes. I can do that is because I've created something that doesn't really exist. It, none of the other podcasts are like this. Yes. This is a different conversation. And no one's having this conversation and the world needs this conversation yes. and people are willing to pay it. Guess what? And that's what you did. It's and really so special. Apple, and like, you know, I, I don't get cuts off this, unfortunately, but they <laughs> are really there for the independent podcast. So like, you know, you're independent. It's hard. You don't have a big uh, brand giving you everything on a silver platter, right? You're not a part of one of the huge networks. And you don't have big databases and to you don't have all of that stuff. You know. Like you don't have any of that support. Everything is out of your own pocket and out of your own energy. So Apple wanted to give this kind of power play to independence. You can do this. We will support you in whatever way we can. So it was great. It was incredibly powerful. This was almost a year ago, June, we launched um, wild, why fascinating and wild, and learning all those strategies and and have they done right by you in terms of helping yes. promote it? So like it was they, a good decision to they go with did, Apple. Was they it? held up their side of the bargain, and <laughs> they didn't tell you what they were going to do, but they <laughs> no. did do it. <laughs> and they've always been there. Like the thing is now, you know, we are a team, and. They might be outside of my team, but we work together in so many different ways. And we had this powerful conversation last week. It was 90 minutes. And they are, the thing I find really hard is they are there, just there to support. We, because, and it's hard for me to even say this word, but because we are leaders or pioneers in this field, we're learning everything for the ones coming after us. That fucking sucks, man. Like, that is hard to be where is this tool or where is this information or how do we carve out this or we need this kind of um, tech support or and they're like, cool, we'll note that, we'll send it up to the hires and, and it'll happen later and all the people coming after me will be able to. Tap into that straight yeah. away. But that's, that's, that's balance again. It is. It means because you're first – you have the hardest time to do it, but you also have the biggest reward for doing That's it. That's true. Yeah. So now we're in the second phase as we know businesses go with you have this super successful launch and now we're in the second part of what's our next growth strategy? Where are we going? Who are we tapping into? Who what a different we? revenue or monetization. All models. of it. Why don't you tell me though more about, um, and sorry, the listeners, about uh, sometimes I literally forget we're in a podcast. <laughs> I'm actually speaking on behalf of others. Yeah. But but um, what is the premise of the show? So like you said at the start that it is very much having um, uh, very important and interesting conversations that people don't typically have in this world and don't hear mm-hmm. from in mm-hmm. this world. But so what is the premise of the show and how did, you, how did you actually come up with that? So I started with um, a 10-season, 10 10-episode 10 season which would be diverse in topic. So I knew I had different elements of controversy or taboo that needed to be tackled. Sex, everyone loves sex. All those episodes are wild. I have an episode with a sex worker called Alice who is phenomenal 
and we have a video which is available for subscribers on our website which she teaches us how to give the world's best blowjob. It is the for however much you pay, right? Even if you did the free trial, got that information and fucked right off, that is a life-changing for the receiver and the giver, right? <laughs> so there are these tools, right, or, or these topics, sex, trauma. Now trauma is the easiest one. I get people in my inbox every day with trauma. you got sex, you got trauma, and then you got um, the kind of wackadoodle, woo-woo, what the fuck stuff too, right? So if I'm tackling these elements, lots of it is informative and educational but unintentionally. But I also think that it's all fundamental, like all three of those things are fundamental to, to everybody's life. For Sex is pretty much the number one driver in most people's life. Apart from uh, money, right? I don't know. I think the or only connection. reason people want money is to have more sex anyway. So, <laughs> you, like, yeah. Are you talking about your listeners? I'm talking about men <laughs> in yeah, general. Exactly. Like, yeah, but But, but um, I think also when you look at your listeners and major, a lot of mine are women, right, that are untapped into sexuality – and I want to blow their mind with if you are having, you know, you're doing the tip of the iceberg sex, vanilla sex, I'm bored sex or just yeah, fucking. Been married seven years Been sex. married sex or just like I'm single and I'm dating and I'm fucking and whatever. We haven't even got underneath like the realms of what I am learning and I think I'm quite in the know. What I'm learning if that's blowing my mind, it's like I want you to see the value of getting – and this is free content, by the way. We haven't even got into the subs. Oh, really? So, oh, so they can access this All of, of this for free. The where, video – Where is it, where do they go to though? They get the deep website. So you just go on the pod, so go, podcast app. Okay. Right, Apple. If you're, the on, if you're on Android, because bless you, we still love you, um, you can get through it through Spotify, Acast Plus, all of those things. The paid stuff, look, the, her giving the blowjob on the video – because it's very descriptive and explicit. It should be around. Is paywall. behind a yeah. paywall. Anything like that, like we have episodes that are so shocking that it's probably not safe to put out into the world without a bit of a disclaimer and a paywall. That stuff is also behind the paywall. When I say paywall, it's a dollar twenty-five a week, which I think is it's too cheap. Well, it has, but, you know what it is? It's, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. And I, it. when we were thinking about the model of how much, right? Because we started eight ninety nine, and then I thought I want to over exceed the value, right? You, I want you to pay that four ninety nine a month, and I want you to go, yeah. Even in a recession, even when times are tough, when interest rates are rising, because that's where we are right now, right? With the common consumer, yeah, it's not easy. It's fucked. Mm. Groceries, like people can't pay petrol, so. Those things go first, right? If those things are going first, I want to feel, and I've had the most beautiful message from a woman in my DMs, rural um, Australia reaches out, we're doing our budget. My husband said, you know, we've got to cut all these costs. And he said, I'm not going to cut the deep subscription because I know how much it fulfills you. I know how connected you feel. I know that you love these robust conversations you bring to me from it. It's worth it. We're going to keep that for your mental health. And I was like, that for me will forever be, I think, the best moment in my business so far, you know, that someone saw the value in it when times are really tough. Yeah, and, and it, I, I, to my point, like sex, trauma, 
So sex is, I mean, a fundamental basis of pretty mm-hmm. much everyone's life. Then you have trauma, which I don't care who you are, at some point in your life you're going to go through trauma. Mm-hmm. Whether it's happened yet or not, it's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. That's part of life. Mm-hmm. And then the what the fuck, you know, that, there's also what the fuck happens in life. where and it's people like, love I can't, the what the fuck. That's the shit yeah. that goes viral, you yeah. know. That's the stuff that we're sharing all over the internet. We see it on TikTok. We're like, what is this? It's the purple cow concept. It's like, you know, that cow standing out. Well, can you see that? That's different. That that thing is – Have you heard that about – That person's different, yeah. Yeah, and I think because we are all getting through life, no matter if you are living your purpose or passion or you're not – we're all looking for a little like spark. We want some joy. We want some laughter. We want some good things. You know, we want juiciness. So I want people to walk away feeling that not only they've been enlightened or dis- disarmed, but they're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go home and like give that blowjob or receive that blowjob or learn about this or do this or there's so many things, you know. And, and so the guests – Obviously, you've had, you have, I mean, you've had a ton of guests, but sex um, workers. Who, what what are, what are the other? So, what's a typical guest? Oh for my you? god, there isn't one. So we've had celebrities like Raphael Rowe, who is off the huge Netflix show. Um, fuck, I'm going to forget his show now. The Inside the World's Dangerous Prisons, right? Wrongfully accused. Oh, I know him. Oh, he was he was in prison himself. He was in, in prison for 20 years, and now he has this Netflix show. So we've gone from celebrity that have had trauma all the way through to true crime, which is another huge one. People fucking love true crime. So it's like um, this woman, oh, my God, this story, who had a home invasion and he was trying to rape her and stabbed her and something happened in her brain that she, I mean, you got to listen to it, but she gets the knife, slashes his fingers off, he runs away, he's caught, like... These stories. But I mean what happens is when you listen to this shit so often, (laughs) I was like really scared for a bit at home after hearing that home invasion story. I went a bit loopy and got my home like (laughs) re-secured and crim safe. Like Crim safe. I I mean crim safe. You're not safe unless you're crim crim safe. safe. That's right, mate. (laughs) And the alarm systems and the cameras, like, do you know what I mean? Like it kind of, when you're dealing with trauma, there is something very real called vicarious trauma where I am taking on their trauma and then living it in my life. So how I had to learn, kind of like a therapist has to have boundaries, what I can feel, what I can't, because a lot of the time I'm crying with these people. But I think that you're having conversations that are, are in these are real life conversation. These are things that happen in this world and happen in, in people's lives. And they're just not conversations that are common and regular. And therefore, because you're having them, you know, it's like a reminder, wait a second, people there are breaking enters and people you know, horrible things do happen to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not be seeing that every day or, or mm-hmm. that might not be in the news every day. But that conversation, I just spoke to someone that that had happened to, yeah. and that is now I know that's an option in like that can happen. These in this are happening. World. So, so you're uh, like I speak to a yeah, pedophile hunter. Your vision's hunter. greater. You, yeah. So I speak to a pedophile hunter, or I speak to women that ch- their small children have been sexually assaulted. My lens forever is shifted. The way my child will never have a sleepover. And I mean that quite literally. And that's, am I robbing him from an experience perhaps? But what I know, it's not 
worth it. I walk into his school and I see hundreds of kids and I know the percentage of them which are getting sexually assaulted at home. Oh, that's scary. I can't like rid myself of the work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so as much as it is uh, purposeful and amazing, it like there's levels of burnout, you know, like I said to my team the other day on this discovery session, I need some fun. Like I need some light, talk the shit. And also that's another strategy of I don't want our guests to get trauma fatigued, go to another podcast for fun. Come to me. I am a fun lady. But that's what I like about the difference. Like, okay, you could speak to a pedophile hunter, mm-hmm. but you can also talk about how to give the world's best blowjob mm-hmm. with with a, a lady who loves what she does for work. Loves it. You know, so like, yeah. it, it, you, that, but that's a good point. You you need to understand whatever your business is and and you know whoever your market is. You, you do need to understand your product and, and what you're giving. And, and your product's quite diverse. I mean, it's the same in that you're giving typically unhad conversations and you're bringing them into it and expanding their vision of the world. But, you know, you don't want to give them all scary conversations. No, no, no. You, know, you want to give fun conversations. Yeah, like uh, I, interesting where they learn conversations. I don't know if this is out this episode yet. I think it might be in the next couple of weeks of the paid subs. But this woman, had, uh, the, she first came to me to my attention because she was she has two vaginas right so the initial thought is born yeah because I don't know these days you, don't you know. could probably you add could one ma- yeah, <laughs> yeah you could probably actually I'm sure you could born and then I thought it was the best thing about the deep is you think it's one thing and then you go into this conversation with this woman and it's actually about living with disability and how it's not just the vaginas, it's all of her internal organs are fucked and how she has to live day to day and she she presents, she's stunning, she's a model, right? But the relationship she has and the way her intimate life is, all of that is so um, uh, challenging and we don't understand people that are living with disabilities. We don't understand people that are neurodiverse. I don't. I'm learning. You know, we have trans, uh, parents of trans kids on the podcast, learning through them what that's like. A woman that had a child that was born with both genitalia and how to choose that at birth you know, like all – and you are challenged, right? Like I saw your face. I just Because you feel sorry so for the sorry, child. But, but like, if you – this could be real for you or for a listener of yours. One day in their life they will be presented something that is so obscure and unique and you will not know where to go. And I want this to be a place that everyone feels like they can not only be heard, seen, understood, but they can educate others to not judge that if when that choice of that child grows up and is maybe they chose the wrong gender or maybe you don't know that that's understood. There are so many levels. I just think the not judge thing is a huge one because even like the model with the um, two vaginas, like, you know, on the outside and obviously obviously she she would have, like you said, issues with organs or with throughout mm-hmm. her body. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, she's a model. Mm-hmm. She probably looks really happy, confident and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's imagine how many people in your day-to-day life you're just talking to that look really happy, they're fine, they're perfect. I think perfect. the majority, Dan. I, everyone had I like – I think the majority. I had, even just what I said in this episode, 
I hadn't told no really one no one about my mum sick. Like I still did my work as I worked more. Like I still did everything. Did, yeah. Like I still I never used it as an excuse for anything. I didn't, you know, it was never a, a thing, but it was it, it was there. Um you just don't know what other people are going through. Or will go yeah. through. And I think that's why the work feels um done. like it ha- and it has to be done. Do you know what I mean? No one wanted to touch this work. Yeah. And so here it is. But that's why it's special. Yeah. You know, and and it's special also because it's you. I I really believe in when you're creating a business, you have to create it around yourself. Like it needs to be a business that's suited to you. Like there will be businesses that people try that it's just not the business that they should be in. You know, like you need to be naturally – you need to thrive in your business. And then even in your function of the business, mm. it should be the part you're best at, and you know. That, and that's the thing I love that you brought up the function because I I created this when my son was two and then had another baby during the, the life of the business. And what works is it was a non-negotiable for me to not be present for them. I recorded episodes when she was having her naps. I still do to this day. So I can be with her when she's awake. I can do school drop-off. I told you today I've got to be back for school pickup. I'm doing swimming lessons this afternoon. So I want to be here now and have the privilege because it is an absolute privilege to pick your kids up from school because my mum didn't get that privilege with me. She was working her ass off with two jobs, you know. So to be able to structure that and my team know, like I'm out of office these times, Eva's got dancing in the morning. You're like so cute. Um, They know that I'm out of office then and they can deal with that stuff. And I also guess that comes down to resourcing, right, and having high-skilled people in to hold the fort and me taking, you know, I won't get paid this month so we put it back into the business but I can still be with my kids. Like do you know what I mean? It's that constant dance. I also always love the stories about mums who start businesses because as a mum you really do want that flexibility. You you don't want to miss out on, you know, picking your kid up and doing that type of thing. And and often jobs, yeah, the problem with jobs is that, and I really see it from both perspectives, as, you know, if you're the bus- if you're a business owner uh, or if you're um, or if um, your friend talking about your career, sometimes as a business owner you do okay. Well, I got a job needs to be done from this time to this time. Like you know, it's hard to be able to 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 be create the flexibility that makes it work. It doesn't work. But uh, when you own your own business, you're building your own flexibility, mm-hmm. and and you can create a, like for example your company. You've your company fits your life. It does. You know that's cool. It is cool and I think it's um, – I probably don't acknowledge that enough. I probably take that for granted now um, and it's such a thank you. It's a nice reminder to have that back because um, not everyone gets that. Like I've never had to put my kids in daycare because of my flexibility and my ability to access a nanny, you know. So it's really for me was a non-negotiable that the kids – and Benj, we all sit down at five o'clock, very early dinner. I have to eat again at eight o'clock. My mum used to do that with us too. We used to eat so early. Eat all She'd put us to bed and I remember it'd be sunny because it was daylight. So I'm like, <laughs> lady, what are kids. you doing? Yeah, like, at 6.30, you're in bed, yeah. mate. See you later. Because I need time. Also, I might need to go back to work. I might have shit to record when you're all asleep. So there's um, 
It's important that we all sit down and Benj knows this too. We're all at home at five o'clock for dinner and we sit around with a two-year-old and a five-year-old and we talk about the best parts of our day and the most challenging parts of our day and what we can do to support the other people. And after that, it's chaos, you know, it's bath time, it's bedtime. And then Benj and I meet on the couch again at about seven o'clock and connect, maybe sex, maybe TV, maybe a chat, maybe nothing. We go into different rooms, but it's like, we've got this really nice system from five on it's off unless we have to go off and do a little bit of work. Do you know but, what I mean? But, no, but I think that you, it's actually amazing how well you've balanced. Cause I mean, Benj is busy too. Super busy. You know, like, Super busy. so it's amazing how you guys have, you, you, you really, your career, I mean, for you anyway, I could speak about your career has, is, is just yeah. fitted into your life. And, and it, it had to. And I think, you know, it's something I'm not saying, cause I didn't want this whole conversation to be about that, but I do do content creation on Instagram, which is a very lucrative business. Shockingly lucrative. Tell me. So making because I love the things you like the one I messaged you about yesterday when you asked for people's opinions. Oh my god, you they, love that! I so love that. You do. So um, on my Instagram, I create content for clients. So Samsung um, Fitness First, huge clients, right? Will book me through my management, and I will create the brief and shoot it, just like other influencers do online. I don't communicate the deep and that together because they're such different businesses and they're so separate, right? So me as Zoe, the host of The Deep, is very different to me, Zoe, the person on Instagram. That's a very, very powerful and very clever thing. So that, that and that's something that um, brands, particularly like like cleaning brands figured out a long time ago. There's actually a great book you should read. It's called Positioning by Al Rees, I think it's okay. the guy. you got to read audio it. Audiobook, yeah, I'll add it. You can audiobook yeah, it, but, it, but it's it's an easy read. It's a small book. But, for example, that's the reason why Boa is a different brand to Cub. Mm-hmm. Cub is a premium in-person uh, networking product that, yeah. that is a, that done through a members club. Boa is a highly accessible mobile platform that helps people tap into the power of the collective both do the same thing in that both are helping you connect with both the networking platforms but but access is different yes the one's premium and one's uh, quick and easy and therefore you know if i had to make the decision like you actually had to make the decision it was like am i um do i because we have a cub app as well do i just expand the cub app and make it so the Cub app people can just join the Cub app. They're not members of Cub, but they, it's more accessible. They can join it. Mm-hmm. Or do I have to create a completely new brand and company? And I read a lot of. I read. I read a lot. Of, I read a lot when I need something, mm-hmm. and I read a lot of about this topic. And what you did about separating them is one of the smartest. And it's something everyone. A lot of people make mistakes on. They'll create a new brand or new business or new thing within the same brand because they're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I've already built this brand, so it's mm-hmm. a strong brand. Mm-hmm but it actually diminishes the brand mm-hmm. because then no one knows what the fuck a brand stands for. So no. what is this brand? Is it premium? Is it not? Is it what, what's going on here? Exactly. Are we talking about blowjobs or are we talking about Samsung? <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, you can't have the two together. Yes. And it's good to have them separate. You can be both. You can. And I think that we're creating Deep to be a multimedia platform, right? So it stands alone without me. It's not, it's its own entity. So if I want to go travel around Europe for six months, God knows when, I can get hosts. In 18 in, years yeah. when the kids are grown up. I can get hosts in to do 
other ways. It's not living on me, right? Currently it does and it needs to, but eventually it'll it'll grow. Zoe Marshall, the brand which people book because it's lifestyle, motherhood, relationships, beauty, fashion, is a completely different thing. Different business. Completely different business, but also the beauty of this, so easy, so workable. Shooting content at home, I hire a girl to come over, shoot it, edit it, send it to me. I enjoy it. It's fun. It's It, it gets me to flex other muscles as well. Um, I get to engage. I have not, I wouldn't say a huge following. I've got almost 70,000, but my engagement is wild. They, that's why those confessions. So yeah, what are, can you so explain, explain those? Because I'd love for know. people to follow you on Instagram. And, but I, they're one of my favorite things in it's your facial expressions. Fa- everyone, too, and it's, I'm so ugly on there, which is amazing. So the confessions I will do randomly. You'll never be ready for it. And this is what's always amazing about my platform is I might be doing stories about ever what kind of theme should I do for a birthday party. Then we're into confessions about the weirdest places you've had sex. So it's like um, kid, kid, and then it's like disjointed, noodles for dinner. Then, oh, I, I gave a blowjob in the back of a bus. Like it's just so odd and random and people love it. So the confessions are anything and everything, but they're usually very taboo, kind of like the deep. And we've actually found quite a few guests from the confessions, but it's a place for everyone. So I don't care who you are saying it. I never go into your profiles, but people confess the most outrageous things. And these people are the people walking amongst us. And I tell you that sincerely, they are not who you think. They are having affairs with teachers. They are doing, having sex at work with randoms. They are like, it's wild. And I am generally on the couch after I've had my hot chocolate and loco love as my little ritual. And I've got no makeup on and I've got three chins and I show these very odd expressions along with it. So people enjoy the expressions and they enjoy. But how do you, so how do you actually ask for the confessions? Do you post like, I post a a Q and a box that will say, um, guys, tell me uh, the most toxic thing you've done in a relationship. And then they come to me. And can you see who, who they, they are? are? Yes. Like if you wanted, you could go yes. on their profile. Yes, but and there's ra- there, no one that knows me would say something. Yeah, and so you repost it. Yeah. And it doesn't. the repost doesn't show who they are, no. but it shows their answer. Yes, they're anonymous. And that's what I'm seeing. So, so these are your followers telling you. Oh, my God, get you. this. You're going to die, <laughs> right? So we just, we just bought our dream home, which is – Truly bizarre. It was a manifestation. That's another conversation. But we renovated the hell out of it. It wasn't supposed to be a renovation and I got carried away and we did every single thing in the house. And I had these Venetian plasterers over doing the bathrooms, right? This guy, Tony, if you're listening, he's been watching my confessions and it's a blowjob theme, right? He thinks it's all me. He thinks all the confessions are me. So he comes over to the house the next day looking at me like I'm this total complete sex fiend and Benj is okay with it. (laughs) And I was like, Tony, it's not me, mate. These are randoms answering the question box. My dad sits down, thinks thinks the same thing. I'm dying dead. Oh, my God, that's funny. How do people not know how the confession box works? Well, you too (laughs) asking me. I'm like, 
mate. But but I mean, I knew it wasn't you. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> I got that far on my own. Yes. <laughs> but 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 I mean, the thing that works so great with funny. the clients that we've had to tell clients on Instagram is they know what they're getting, right? When the confessions come up, my story views double. This just, is good for business, I, mate. I can't stop thinking of Tony just looking at me? you like, is this lady she a is freak? Yes, yeah, she is. He, he, I, and I think he thought it for a couple of weeks, just coming in there like, okay, no judgment, like just thinking I just love it. And you're quite a, I guess, would you call yourself like a spiritual person or like you believe in energies and like manifestation? I think How would you describe yourself? It's such a weird thing, right, because I was talking to some friends about this. I think I am a master manifester and it came from when my mum died and I had nothing, like rock bottom, suicidal, in a very dangerous relationship, no options, and I didn't know what to do. So I had heard about manifesting and thought it was a load of shit and for privileged people that had all everything accessible for them. <laughs> I manifest this handbag. Yes. Bang, got yeah, it. <laughs> that's it. And then I thought, well, I've got nowhere to live, no money, no resources, very emotionally damaged and traumatised, in grief, no access to support, what will I do? And so I started manifesting because I had no other option. I had nothing to lose. Like, okay, it doesn't work. Okay, who cares? And describe how you do it. Um, now? Or like back then, like when you started, like um, I think it started with me being so desperate to feel like um, I wasn't ho- holding all this trauma in that I had to find a place that would allow me to release it. I didn't know where that would be, and I didn't know how to get it out. All of this trauma, I didn't have access to a therapist or money. Or I didn't even know who to call, um, and I found this in hindsight, is a manifestation. And imagine if you had, in, if, if the deep was a thing then, you'd be like, bang, this is my. Right? Yeah. But I no, it couldn't have been because I hadn't done any work. I was too raw, you know. I hadn't mm-hmm. gone through the fire of my hell to get out the other side to be able to hear your hell. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, I found this place and did some fucking wackadoodle shit on this retreat, wild wild. I think they make you sign an NDA because it's so wild. I'm there for seven days. Still no money, but I have released a lot of this immense amount of pain and trauma and also had zero self-esteem. Like this person wore it out of me, came back and- The person being your abusive relationship. Yeah. That I was like, okay, I think I have um, some steps or some confidence on how to get a job. Started as a nanny because I thought that's flexible. I can do auditions. I'd a few years before come out of drama school. I still thought I could be an actress and slowly, slowly was getting work. But I remember feeling very stagnant in my work and then working with, I think you might have met her, Kat, who we had an event here that she spoke at. We hosted I an event remember. at Cup. Anyway, yeah, it would be easy. she was the one that took me into full-blown manifesting. Like, and I truly believe I manifested my husband my career. I want handsome football player. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely anti And who's also a really nice, nice humble guy. guy. <laughs> Super kind, hot and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but these things started to happen, but they don't always happen. It's not like I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars, give it to me, give It's not that. I think that's where people get confused. We actually have a whole episode on this so we don't have to bore everyone. What, what, what do, you, do you know the name of the episode or the guest? The guest is with Kat. So we have two. We have 
manifesting, how to manifest, and then we have how to manifest money because that we all want. Um, But I think what it is now is I very, as soon as I survived a lot of that trauma, I started to walk around super grateful that I was alive, that I was safe. And gratitude is the most potent attractor to manifest what you want. Like when you're sitting in gratitude and like you're seeing miracles in I get to drink cold, clean water or I have a warm blanket on top of me at bed tonight. Like when you are tapping into tiny things like that, things come to you. Like you are attracting goodness. Opportunities are finding you. I think that's because – so I'm a massive manifesto myself. Mm. Like I'm fairly certain everything that I do is because I just want it so badly that I imagine it so much that like I look for the ways to find it in the world. And you're also probably – I think – sorry, I just want to cut you off – priming for it. So that's a big key to it attra- like coming What do you true. mean by priming? Priming is like, so you could say, I want to start a tech app, but I don't feel like I know enough or I'm good enough or people would buy it. Like that is not, you're not in alignment for the app working. No. You having the confidence and going, no, no, no. This app is in desperate need. I've got the best of the best. It is all of these things. It's is self-belief your it's the belief. and confidence. But, but yeah. a lot of people come from a place of low self-worth. Yes. So you need like a gym, like working the muscles. You need to prime yourself that if out of the blue this extraordinary opportunity came to you, you wouldn't self-sabotage it. Does that make I, sense? I, I completely agree. I actually think the only thing that holds anyone back is their personal belief of themselves. Like how – it's not confidence because it's it's belief. Like – you, you can't really be confident that like I could be like, oh, I'm so like, – I'm not confident that Boa is going to become this iconic tech company. But I believe I could do it. And also the you belief know, so, sustains you when you have the ebbs and flows. Yes. Because you know in a business you're going to have days like fuck this shit, not sacking everyone, getting rid of it. Yeah. And then you're going to have days of like it was worth it. So I think manifestation, the first – basis of it is self-belief because if you believe you can achieve something then you can actually manifest you can you can imagine it but gratitude I think is also the most important or maybe second to that would be gratitude because I asked my I was in the car driving back from the farm once and my nan is like this Mexican lady she speaks Spanish and she you know she's fully Catholic and she, she she's the best super smart woman and it was just me and her in the car my uncle but he was asleep Anyway, I was talking about her life and, like, she's just telling me basically how fucked up her life was. And she wasn't saying it like she was fucked up. To her it was completely normal, like mm. uh, evil stepmom, siblings dying a lot, like being given away, given back, like all sorts mm. of things. But honestly to her that was normal. The she way it was. didn't even flinch, like mm-hmm. it was nothing, which shows you how weak we can be today. But, but and there was, there's other stuff. But anyway, I started to say, why are you religious? Like how does it help you? Why do you pray? Sorry, is what I asked. And she said, because when you pray, you are speaking to a higher power. And when you speak to a higher power, just sometimes you sometimes you want to ask for things. Like often that, that will be the trigger to pray. But when you're speaking to a higher power, you don't want to just get there and be like, hey, can I have this? So what you end up, she's obviously not saying yeah, it like yeah, this, yeah, but, yeah. but she, what she basically said was it forces you to thank them for things. Because you're almost like instead of just saying like, hey, I want this, you're also saying, hey, I'm so grateful 
for this, this, and this. I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for today. I'm so grateful for this weather. I'm really worried about mm. my mum. And, I, I, you know, please help her overcome her sickness and, yeah. and, and be healthy. And, and then you end – so she's describing this, like, gratitude, how it forces gratitude. And I think when you almost force gratitude – and, and you make it, and you're like, if you pray daily and you have to be grateful for things every day, gratitude becomes part of your daily routine. And because mm. it's part of your daily routine, you don't go in a negative mindset. Yeah. You're not like, fuck, the world sucks. Yeah, which you're, is your other choice. It is literally one of two choices. It is. And, and I think on top of that I wanted to add in is the feeling because you can thank till the cows come home out of your head. But if in your body you genuinely are, you know, we – finished our renovation, then our whole bottom floor flooded. And two days later, I found two lumps in my breast, right, in this week. And with both parts of those fucked up moments, I was initially fucking pissed off, like the flood, like, and then I went into how incredible that we are in a country where I can make a phone call at 6.30 at night and get help, that I have access to people, that it's just stuff, right? It's stuff. As as long as my mum's box, which was in a waterproof container, is safe, it's stuff. It's replaceable. And the switch in perspective of this is really shit, why is this happening, what the fuck, into, oh, we're going to have support, we're okay, was completely, and not like your mum, cancer, but she's getting support. She has access to help. She has us like I think that level of living and that is also the flexing the muscle when you're walking around the world and you're not just like I used to just be sniffing for opportunity, me, 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 I want, I want, I want. And now it's switched into I, I'm seeing the world differently. I'm seeing you. I'm how incredible that we had that Tony Robbins and I remember our conversation in that car that night and we have this like I've always had this connection and this bond between us. It's like how special is that? Every single thing there is a miracle in. Do you know what I mean? No, I completely agree. And I feel like the success that is bestowed upon me is um, feels like there's a part of me that feels unworthy in that, right, or like it will go, you know, that imposter thing that, we have. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. The thing that when, I, that was at one of your events. Yes. Was it? And because yep. I remember saying to you, I literally have none of that. Yeah. Do you remember that? I was like, yeah. I don't, that's not, a, a, yeah. it's, it's uh, at We're, that point in my life anyway. Yeah. I just not and ever that's what, experienced that's that. like audacious. I love that you're like, no, I'm fucking the real deal, mate. Like this is it. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually upset I have less. I, I should I, have more. I deserve <laughs> I know such a fucking at, boss. At that time I was, I was only 23 or whatever. I think that is like, some of that kind of young male energy, you know, like I fucking do it all. I love that. We need more of that. But I think there will always be in me that um, when will I be satiated? I can be grateful. I'm so deeply grateful for my life, my family, my home, my husband, my work. But there is a part of me, Dan, that when it's all okay – I feel completely out of control, more so than when it's chaotic. When it's chaotic, I'm good. I got shit to do. I got things to do. When things are good, I'm unbalanced. Like right now, my team said to me yesterday, 
I know you're really used to doing everything and micromanaging, but you've got really strong people here that you need to let them do their jobs. So now I have less to do. I'm feeling unbalanced. I'm yeah. like, what? But that's normal. There's people that are like that. Like, yeah. like you could ask Laura, like I, when there's, when nothing's, there's nothing for me to do, I basically implode. Yes. But, you know, but is that? It, that's, but that's, there's, there's just some people. I don't think that's pe- normal. I, well, it's not I th- think that there's something underneath that, Dan, that I'm going to start to explore, which is what comes up for me when we're still, you know? And I think that is now the new reflection. What are you, what are you distracting yourself from? And that's yeah. it. <laughs> why, why do you like the busy? Why do I like the busy? Why do I like the chaos? Because Benj will look at my diary and he'll be like, you're a fucking maniac. Have a rest. Lie down. God damn it. And I'll be like, no. And kids. And mum's <laughs> the hardest thing as well. It's the, the, the job's easier. Yeah. yeah. But when there's some stillness or a break, like I just started, I, I got a hobby. We're okay. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah no, we're all right. We're okay. Yeah, I just normally get the finger twelve from her. I haven't had a problem. I'm like, this is, you know, this is we're totally, yeah. Otherwise, we're going to end up talking it's for a while. <laughs> yeah. This is a double F. Um, I, st- I got a hobby and I was like, fucking, we don't get hobbies. Like, what's happening? Do you know what I mean? So I'm starting to feel like I'm ready for that next level of exploration in what is this because all the needs are met and that's fucking terrifying, you know, when you have a trauma base that like things fuck up for you. I think – Mm. I think what's going to happen is that you will break what is there in order to grow further. Yeah. So like that, I mean, that's happened to me lots of times. Like you get to a position where you're like, okay, wow, this is, I did, I did well, I'm doing well. And then you're kind of like, okay, well now I need to break this, <laughs> cause more things so I can build something taller. Yeah, you know, like true. I built a two, I built a one level house I'm going to fucking knock it all over. I'm going to build a two level now. And then you've got to knock it over and build a three level. And you're talking internally. I'm talking about literally, no, internally, but I'm also talking about like in the stuff you're actually creating in, in life, in business. Like you might end up creating another thing that you start doing. But that's what I'm worried about, business, Dan. Like, I'm worried that I'm going to deflect from this feeling and build another thing. That's You probably thing. will. And I want to just go into the thing because what – Right. I don't want to get super philosophical. Oh, I understand because then you're not focusing on why you're What is it? Do you know what I mean? Like what is it? What, why are we doing this? I don't know. I What's don't... the fucking purpose? Because if we're happy, right, that should be enough. Well, no, that's, that's not necessarily true. I mean happiness is the most important fundamental. Like that's okay, that's, you need that. That's, that. that's the most important thing to achieve. But just because – the most just because it's the most important thing to achieve doesn't mean it's the only thing that you need to aspire to. Mm. You might just be feeling, I mean, your imposter syndrome might also be flipping the other way and you might be feeling, wait a second, what, what is the extent of which I can accomplish? And when I'm not pushing to accomplish, you could be feeling anxiety that you're not pushing forwards and therefore want to break something. Yeah. We could seriously, seriously start a psychology thing I together. I know, like, we could. Yeah. Could we do it with wine though? 100%. I've been drinking well, more. We need to <laughs> – I never stop. So. <laughs> I'm all right. But, but um, we will wrap up now. But we we need to organise that lunch and we'll do a proper lunch Yeah, we've Steven. had such good lunches. I know. We, we need to get that. that. We need to get Remember the tradition back as well. Remember that cub party we did on the boat and then we went and had more <laughs> Lunch and dinner and drinks. It was so fun. How often do cub boat parties pop up on these podcasts, particularly oh for God. the like long standing people? But anyway, we're going to organize that. Thank you so much for coming on Thank today. Thank you. That was Let, awesome. Let's, um, 
let's um or i mean to, to our listeners if you want to get in touch with zoe you can go to cup.club forward slash podcast and you can uh Get her on LinkedIn or whatever we have no, up there. Don't do the LinkedIn. That's so. Well, we'll put something so else. Do but an Instagram or a podcast link or something. Okay, well, let's do that. Did you? Yeah, send it to Zoe Laura. Zoe B. Marshall, if you're on your phone right That's now. That's it. And uh, what else should they go to from you? Um, at do your Instagram. Yeah, do your so link, the Instagram is LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I'm not like that. I know. Business. I know. Instagram. Whatever. Um, at Zoe B. Marshall is my personal, but that has all my other links. So at What's the Deep is the deep one. Perfect. Yeah, and I'll check out that there. podcast. And give us your dirty confessions. Yes. Well, you follow, they've got to follow you on Instagram to yeah. do that. I'm going to start doing some confessions. Why don't you? I'd like, you know what you would confess? <laughs> oh, I'd have some weed oh, confessions. you'd have the worst. I'd have some weed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's wrap it up there. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks, though. Bye.